In this episode of the Exploring from Security Podcast, how to be a better mentor. Welcome to the Exploring from Security Podcast, where you will learn, explore, and grow your security mindset. I am your host, Timothy Block, and in this episode, we will be exploring how to be a better mentor. And with me today to do that is Chris Spain, aka Lopi. Chris, how are you? I'm good. How are you, man? Good. Excellent. Um, so I, I had Chris on to talk about being a better mentor because uh, he actually had an interesting tweet up the other day uh, talking about, you know, and I'm just going to read your tweet verbatim. What do I want to what do I want to get more folks interested in InfoSec and help them break into the industry? We need better mentors. So I, I'm going off the sheet here, <laughs> throwing a curveball almost immediately to you. Um, what what made you write that tweet? Honestly, uh, I mean, it's just what I really think and believe. And I think in the past I've been, I guess, afraid or apprehensive to speak my mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think for a long time in our community, we've had such an elitist attitude. And, you know, everyone wants it to be how they learned it. Uh, and a lot of us went through a lot of trials and tribulations, but in a, a lot of effort of actually researching and learning this stuff on our own and putting in a lot of work and hours. But at the same time, if you can honestly tell me that you got to where you are today without someone holding your hand at least one time, then, I mean, you're like a one percenter, you know, like that's awesome. And that's, that's, that's great, but that's not everyone. Not everyone can do that. Not everyone can learn this by themselves and, and self-study. So I, I think we just need a, to foster a more positive, engaging way of teaching information security. That, that's awesome. I, I really like that. And that, that kind of answers one of my questions, which was why are mentors important? Um, and I think you're right in that there are different ways that people learn. So catering, you know, you, you want to have, there's different approaches to learning, which I think is great. And we're going to kind of tie all that into to mentorship here because you actually had some following tweets on talking about that. Um, so let, but before we get to all that, let's, let's define what is a mentor? You know, I could just read a, a definition back to you, but I think in information security, it's, a little more broad than just the standard definition. Okay. Um, there really is a lot in our industry and a lot to learn and a lot to know to even break into it. And a lot of the time, um, you know, people don't have someone to kind of guide them through that process. Like last year I met uh, an individual at Circle CityCon. You know, he was trying to break in the industry and he was also going through a rough time personally. Um, but, you know, I gave him my personal cell phone number, even though I had just met him and, and told him to call me anytime and that I'd help him and, and try and guide him along and, and tell him what worked for me and uh, connect him with people and introduce him to people so that he can get that first job and actually be in the industry. And, you know, like part of it was a lot of he didn't really believe that he could do it and he just needed someone to tell him that he could. So, uh, you know, I got him to play a CTF with me and, uh, he did amazing in it, actually. Uh, <laughs> he almost beat me. So, you know, I'm like, I played CTF for a while. So I, I was really impressed and it was awesome. And so I think there's a lot of talent out there. There's a lot of people that are kind of intimidated by everything and they just need a little encouragement. And if you can just hold their hand just a little bit, then all of a sudden 
they start running, you know, uh, they're, they're walking on their own. Yeah, no, that, that, that's great. I really, I really like that. And I mean, that, that's a really awesome story. Um, and I think that they're, you know, I, I think what you're speaking to a lot is, is imposter syndrome and to have, like you said, someone that you cut, you kind of brought them into the CTF that you do and you were really impressed there. And I think that, that I imagine goes a long way with them. Oh, definitely. I mean, I think you really do have to be genuine. Um, you know, like they need to be able to ask you those, you know, quote, stupid, unquote questions. Um, and like, I, I have had, a, I've had a lot of people that are like, oh, I got a stupid question for you. I'm immediately just, there are no stupid questions. Like ask me anything. Like you'd be surprised at some of the questions I ask sometimes. And, and can you give us an update on that person and, and how they're doing? How, did they break into the information security uh, uh, industry? They did. They actually work for Silence now, doing malware analysis like they wanted to uh, in an entry-level position. And I hear that they're doing well there because um, one of the more senior people there is a, is a friend of mine. And so they tend to work together a little bit. So I've heard things from both sides, and it seems to be going really well for him. And he's actually speaking at Circle City Con this year. So it's, you know, uh, that was his first InfoSec Con, and now last year, and this year he's speaking at it, and he's got a job now and everything. So, I mean, just like a little encouragement can go such a long way. Right. And I'm sure you guys still talk back and forth just about different stuff. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely uh, way more sporadic now, and I think he's kind of getting used to his new lifestyle where he had to move and everything. Uh, and he's been getting a lot more involved in different uh, communities as well as projects in the InfoSec community. So I think he just has a lot more going on now. Wow, that's 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 really awesome. And that's um, kind of like what you were alluding to with your tweets is, is getting, you know, we talk about this InfoSec talent shortage, but I think taking that approach you just did like really helps bring those people in um, instead of looking for an all-encompassing solution is, is sometimes I feel like you know individual relationships and talking with people uh, and, and like you said just handing your personal cell phone number and saying hey call me if you, you need something I think that's what's really going to help our industry out and, and you know bring in some really good talent yeah definitely uh, I think that approach is particularly useful in the scenario where someone's already interested in information security. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think we have a big problem with uh, not actually garnering interest in InfoSec uh, outside of our industry. You know, like, um, like we may be focusing on education, a lot of uh, IT people, but like we're not really focusing so much on everyone else or even children. Like why, like why aren't we just uh, teaching kids uh, IT from the get-go and InfoSec from the get-go or instilling like these values in them um, or certain like just like little rules to follow, operational security rules to follow. And like you can present that in a lot of different ways and I think there's been a lot of very interesting psychological studies surrounding this. Um, like one is this case study on SpongeBob and kids doing their homework. Um, with SpongeBob, these kids sat down and watched SpongeBob uh, and then they would sit down trying to do their homework and, and none of them, like all of them would get bored and none of them would want to do it and, you know, most of them wouldn't complete it. Um, and what they found was that with SpongeBob, the scenery changes so quickly and the environment changes so quickly that there's so much happening in the show 
uh, much like video games today. Uh, I mean, how often do you go out uh, and not see kids playing on iPads everywhere uh, or their cell phones? And so, like, I think we just need to change our, our presentation of the information. Like, like, the, like, war games are really great, right? And mm-hmm. I've learned a lot from those, but um, I was already interested. You know, what if we, like, took a war game and put it inside of a video game at the same time? Right. Well, and like you said, you, you introduced him to CTFing, which is uh, another, like, good opportunity to, to give some people some kind of, I guess you could say reward experience, but, you know, give, give them some, some taste of that. Yeah, definitely. But I think my main point is kind of like dressing it up and uh, not really, you know, saying it's all about infosec. Right. Uh, well, and I, you know, I've heard of that. And, and there was, um, I can't remember what podcast I was listening to, but the guy was talking about trying to teach high school students some comp- complicated math uh and they were just bored out of their mind so what he ended up doing was reframing it into like a star wars so you know the the scene from empire strikes back where yoda lifts it uh, lifts the x-wing out of the swamp yeah definitely he had the kids like calculate what how much force yoda needed to pull that off (laughs) and like instantly they got they got into it so um that's just one thing right there. And, but, but I think you had another solution that you're working on uh, to kind of get people more engaged in, in InfoSec-related stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to develop a game. I, I'd say keywords trying. Uh, you know, uh, game development is hard, I've learned. <laughs> uh, and it took a long time to actually conceptualize it all. Uh, like, I came up with the idea a couple of years ago, and... I've been trying to do it ever since, and in the past like couple months, I had some huge breakthroughs and actually figured out how to do it all. Um, and so, if you can imagine, like, uh, uh, if you've ever played any video game on Steam, you have the Steam console, and so if you press tilde, then the Steam console comes down. I mean. There's no reason why we can't have an Ajax terminal emulator that's linked up to a real Linux system, much like War Games, right? Um, Like Over the Wire, as an example. Some of the entry-level ones on there teach basic uh, Linux system administration. And so I think we could do the same thing, uh, doing it this way, and also it be like an RPG or a side-scroller, and the whole premise is like, they're hacking or securing uh, a computer-controlled door, and they are either trying to open or close the door, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, you open the door, and then you get to fight the boss. And like, also having puzzles throughout it that are actually teaching um, cryptography. You know, doing like uh, starting out with just like a rotation one, and you know, then maybe throwing a rotation. 13 at them and like you know the puzzles are more like bonus stuff in the game where you'll get extra things like you know you don't have to complete them but if you do it's really going to benefit you way more um so like these are some of the ideas that uh i've kind of come up with and i think there's a lot more use cases but um it's even yeah i think that's all i'm gonna say about it (laughs) i don't want to get too too much too deep into it. I'm still working on it. I mm-hmm. 
really hope that it becomes a reality. I think, um, I mean, even if you just look at um, the way we try to train some of the users, uh, a lot of it is like some really boring stuff that they're mm -hmm. going to. Yep. Um, if you could do like security awareness training through a video game instead, uh, that would be great. So I'm not only trying to like develop games to release, uh, I'm also trying to uh, basically form a training company as well and develop uh, custom training solutions uh, surrounding information security education. At least that's the idea. That's okay. the dream. So, so can you tie this back to uh, being a mentor? Then, like, I, I guess cause we kind of we kind of went off on the sidetrack a little bit, and and I'm curious to see how you tie this back into to mentoring. Like, how do you see it? Um. So I think like we can almost foster that mentor mentorship in inside of a game through non-player characters, like. If you look at the uh, Sands Holiday Hacking Challenge mm -hmm. in 2015, you know, the one that they just put on, uh, I don't know if you played it at all, but it was pretty awesome. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and whenever I saw that, it really motivated me uh, with my idea to continue to do that since I saw Sands kind of do it. Uh, my idea is just like, I'm just focusing on more entry level. I mean, they're their hacking challenge is a challenge for a reason, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, you had to actually write an exploit to uh, compromise the fifth CNC server, the last one, uh, to know, you know, to com fully complete it. But mm -hmm. I think, uh, you know, like there was a lot of actual true mentorship in that game itself. They had hints in it and friendly NPCs that walked them through it. And, for the most part, people didn't really have to contact Sans at all. Uh, you know, they provided everything that the people needed in the game to be able to solve all the challenges. Like, yeah, granted, you know, it's a it's kind of a competition and a challenge from Sans, but I think it can be done uh, even like more at more of an entry level perspective. And they did have some entry level stuff there, and you know, there's quite a few people I knew that hadn't really done any red team stuff and decided to give it a shot and actually got pretty far into it. So. Okay. Yeah, no, that, and I think that's good. So, so that's, and that's actually an angle I hadn't thought about is that, you know, mentorship uh, can be something that's not standing person to person or contacting person to person. Like you said, you're building out something that kind of mentors people through a process. Right. And of course we'll always need uh, people as mentors mm -hmm. as well. Right. But, you know, we need to get the people interested in InfoSec first before we can be their mentors in InfoSec. So um, at least that's kind of the idea behind it. So, so how do you define a good mentor? Um, it's a really tough question, but I think the most important aspect is continuing to mentor them and continuing to be present and having some sort of relationship with them. Um, cause a lot of times it will flip and, you know, the mentor will become the mentee, mm -hmm. um, and it, it'll kind of go back and forth. Right. Um, so like, uh, I created, uh, a security club at Illinois state university. Um, I still stay in touch with the people that are running that club right now, even though I didn't actually graduate from Illinois state university, I created that community 
Um, and so I feel an obligation to keep guiding them along. And so I won't ever turn my back on any of them. And even though I left the university, um, I didn't turn my back on those people and I kept helping them. And, you know, even if I'm in a really bad mood or, uh, you know, I'm not really having a great time in my life at that time, I will still help all of those people. Um, so I, I think it's like being a great mentor is really about still being present and helping even when you're maybe not having such a good time. Yeah, I'd, I'd also say, uh, like you said, being genuine and looking to, you know, you, you, you use the hashtag sharing is caring. So, so sharing your experiences, sharing, sharing your time, I think is a big one. Yeah, definitely. And I'd say another huge one is for me, like operate transparently. You should have nothing to hide. Like there's no secret sauce. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, sorry. It's just most of the time it doesn't really exist. Uh, it might be some scripts that they wrote. Like even if I have some scripts that you know I may not put out on GitHub because it's my quote secret sauce for pen testing or whatever, and I don't want it out there, I'll still share those with the people that I mentor. Um, you know, it's important to like uh, to share everything that you do. Uh, if you're like truly trying to help them learn and grow, and like you actually want to improve information security as a whole. No, there's no reason to be to be hiding all this stuff unless it's proprietary code. Right. No, no, absolutely. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to add that we haven't already covered? I would encourage if you're listening to the podcast to when you're at the next conference that you're at to actually try and help someone that's trying to break into the industry and talk to the people that aren't usually around that you've never seen them there go introduce yourself and and see if you can help them out right well that that you know that builds your that builds your network like helping people into the industry is is just a good thing but it all i mean it does benefit people because you get to know more people and they're gonna have different experiences and you know i took uh so i took someone that was trying to break into the industry to DerbyCon with me he grabbed a DerbyCon ticket and rode up with me and um he was you know we didn't hang out like like we hung out together but we also like we also went our separate ways and he he went off and had some amazing experiences and some amazing amazing stories uh, that I got to hear about later. Um, so these people are, are making their own connections, especially when they get into the industry. So I definitely agree with that. Right, exactly. I think like one of the best stories I have about, you know, I was just being me and genuine, and I'll let anyone shoulder surf me in CTF. It was at the very first DerbyCon. Uh, ben 10, if you know him, walks up and uh, you know, it was his first security conference. And... He asked me if uh, he could shoulder surf me in CTF. And at first, I'm like real sketch about it and not really sure if he's like playing or not. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not playing at all. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, man. So I started explaining everything that I'm doing to him because he's asking me questions. And uh, we started talking. And I was like, oh, you know, what's your Twitter, man? He's like, I don't have a Twitter. So he created his Twitter right then. And, you know, like I'm one of his first followers ever. And now look at the guy. Like, yeah. And even just like at that conference alone, like meeting back up with him later, he had some amazing stories from that conference of the people that he was hanging out with just because he would walk up and say, hey, and he's not afraid to admit what he doesn't know, you know, like he wants to, to learn whatever you have to tell him. So it's a really great attitude 
to have, especially if you're trying to break into the industry. But uh, that's another story that I have that was just kind of crazy where I helped Ben in a way. I don't, I don't know. I'd say he's more of a mentor to me than I am to him. But, uh, you know, it's funny the way things work out sometimes. Yeah, no, absolutely. All right, well, what would you like to plug? Um, just plug my Twitter, really. Yeah, that underscore Lopey underscore, if you want to follow me. And then I see here you have a website? Yeah, um, although I don't think I've done a blog post in a couple of years. Um, you know, I'm, I'm working on redoing it as well as uh, I have another site coming out soon for uh, kind of the game demo as well as the presentation at DerbyCon if the CFP is accepted. I haven't heard back, so I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'm hoping it'll be accepted. I've put a lot of a lot of time and effort into it, and I provided a lot of detail to them. So we'll see how it goes. But you know, fingers crossed. I actually present there, and that website is kind of released, and people can kind of play the game as well while they're there. And it's going to be more of a demo, and it's also kind of like testing out and seeing what the community thinks of the idea, and they think that it actually would be successful, and they think it's a good idea. And you know, to be fair, uh, every person that I've ever told about my like full idea and vision of it uh, actually really likes it. So um, I do know that there will be people that will disagree, though. Uh, so we'll see. Okay. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Chris, for joining me to discuss how to become a better mentor. And that will do it. Hopefully you learned something. If you didn't, drop me a line on Twitter at Timothy D. Block. That's D-E-B-L-O-C-K. Or email me at timothy.dblock at gmail.com. Let me know what you didn't learn, and we'll cover it in a future podcast. Show notes can be found at timothydblock.com forward slash EIS. If you enjoyed the show, share it with others and rate it on iTunes. If you'd like to donate to the show, check out my Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash EIS. Have a good one.